Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Morning. How are we doing? It's amazing to be with each and every one of you this morning. I'm really excited to bring a word in this series, Rabbi. Has anyone been enjoying this series so far? It's been amazing, right? And uh, before we get into it, we're going to read in just a moment, but I want us to just say hello to each other real quick. So why don't you say hello to the person next to you? Say, um, you're looking amazing today. Come on. All right, all right. And now turn to your second choice. It's a little awkward. And say, you're looking good as well. <laughs> so good. Well, again, excited to continue this. Um, Pastor Matt, Jill, thank you so much for the opportunity to bring a word this morning. Never take it lightly. And uh, I want to read John 13 together. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you open up to John 13. And as you're finding your place, um, this is where Jesus and the disciples are hanging out in the upper room. They've had the Last Supper. And Jesus decides to wash the disciples' feet. And one person in particular is really confused by this. It's Simon Peter. And Peter and Jesus have a conversation. And we're going to pick it up during that conversation in verse six here. So John 13, verse six says, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not understand now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. Verse 12, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you have these things, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Love this scripture so much, and this morning... I want to preach a message entitled, At Your Service. At Your Service. And believing for God to do what only he can do in this place. So let's go before him in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to just be in your house, to sit under the teaching of your word. And I pray that as we study it, as we meditate it on this, um, this morning, that we would get practical and spiritual tools that we'd be able to apply to our lives, that we would actually leave this place better than we entered it. And we're just believing for you to move in the only way that you can. So Holy Spirit, speak to your people. Change us from the inside out. 
In Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, I have a question for us this morning. Um, Has anyone in the house, we can be honest, had bad service at a restaurant before? Has anyone had poor service? I know that I have. I've had amazing service before, but I've also had really, really bad service and to the point where I've almost walked out of the restaurant. So I know that there are two different types of service. And I wanted to actually just have some fun this morning and um, use our imaginations today. So I have some props, and I know, you know, once you hear a pastor say they have props, you have to, you know, kind of be concerned because you never know what kind of props they have. But don't worry, they're not gonna be harmful. I don't have like a chainsaw and wood. I'm not gonna be throwing axes like we did at Grill and Chill recently. I just have an apron and I have a napkin. And we're gonna be hanging out. I'm gonna come down to you and chat. This is my mother-in-law's apron. Uh, So thank you, Mom, in advance. So we're hanging out. And I'm gonna come down to you. We're gonna have some fun. So, all right, I'm your waiter today. So I'm gonna pick some people. We're gonna do two options, two different scenarios uh, this morning. And I'm going to start with a couple over here or maybe just one individual. We'll see. Um, hmm. <laughs> Hello. Good morning. How are you? All right. So this is option one, okay, of service. How's it going? Doing all right? Cool. That's great. Um, so I'm going to be your waiter. Uh, my name is Chris. And um, yeah, I forgot the specials for today. They're actually, you know, I, I left them out back. I, it's like my first week here, so I don't really know what the specials are, but I'm sure they're special. Um, and I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll grab them and come back eventually. I don't know when, but we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, do you guys need a refill or anything? Or okay. like a drink cool. first. Oh, oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have bottled water for purchase uh, for five fifty. So, yeah. And then if we do, if you guys want to refill, it's gonna we're gonna have to charge you twenty cents. So sorry about that. Um, but you know, it's not my rules. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, hang on a second. My wife's calling me. Just a sec. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, she just sent me a text. Oh, I forgot to let the dog out. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Sorry, baby. Love you so much. Please forgive me. <laughs> all right, so what were you saying? Is that all you have to do? I mean, pretty much. We got water and then sparkling water, so. Okay, and how much is the sparkling water? Uh, 650 yeah. So, all right, let's just fast forward this option and scenario real quick. Say they paid. Sure. All right, cool, and I, I have the bill. I'm like, um, hey, I just wanted to come by before you guys leave. Is there any particular reason why you didn't tip me? Uh, because, you know, like I have bills just like everyone else. I'm assuming you guys have bills too. And like I have to pay for rent and I really rely on tips. So did I do something wrong or like I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here? Okay, so this is a bad example of service, correct? Oh, cool. Can we give it up for them for helping me? <laughs> Option one is not the best. Thank you, camera crew. Eli, you're the best. Let's give it up for our camera crew. All right, option two, scenario two. What's up, man? My name's Chris. What's your name? Kes. Kes. What's up, dude? It's good to meet you. Hey, welcome to the restaurant this morning. 
Um, really pumped to be able to help you in any way that we can. Um, are you coming in? Is there a special occasion? No? I heard it was your birthday. That's what your friend told me. It is. He just didn't want to tell me. All right, that's amazing. Dude, it's your birthday. I got to tell the chef, and we're going to make something special for breakfast. You know what? Don't even worry about it, dude. It's on me, okay? So happy birthday. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab some water for you. Is there anything else that you need right now? Can you change that sparkling water? I mean, for sure, dude. Yeah, don't even worry about it. You don't even have to pay $6.50. Don't tell the other couple, though. Yeah. All right, cool. I'll be right back. And then um, we have an amazing um, special today. It's macaroni and cheese. Yeah, dude. It's amazing. We bake it and we have breadcrumbs on top. I'll take that. All right, perfect. All right, I'll be right back. So that's option two, right? Okay, cool. Can we give it up for Kess? <laughs> kind of feel like I'm wearing a dress, even though I know I'm not. Okay. So, I think it's fair to say that most of us would want option two, correct? Like, the first option was poor service. And I've actually had someone go, hey, man, before you leave, is there a reason why you didn't tip me? And I'm just like, I was young and broke, so that was besides the point. But (laughs) the other reason was that he didn't give me good service. So he got pretty much nothing for a tip. And he was young, too, and in college. And he was like, dude. So poor service is not the best. It's not fun, and we always want to be an option two as believers in Christ, correct? We want to operate from that place of serving, like, how can I help you? Anything you need, I'm here for you. What we want to do in life and what Jesus did throughout his life was say to people, I'm at your service. How can I help you? And we can do that this morning as well. We can do that and live from that posture of serving other people. And I love it, and I want to just kind of talk about a little bit more what serving is before we talk about why serving is important. Is important. Is that okay? So we have to talk about Jesus in order to talk about what serving is, because the best revelation we could ever have with this topic is that Jesus was the greatest example of that. You know, he was a servant. He lived his life as a lowly servant for other people. What does serving look like in our day-to-day? The goal is just to look more like Jesus, to look more like Jesus. In Matthew 20, verse 28, it really clears it up for us, and I want to read this to you. It says, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that word serve in verse 28 translates to diakoneo, diakoneo in the Greek, and Some of the biblical definitions are things that I want to share with you this morning. So what is serving? It is to be a servant, to attend, to wait upon, to minister, to wait at a table and offer food and drink to guests, to attend to anything that may serve another's interests, to provide, to take care of, to distribute the things necessary to sustain life. That's a biblical definition of what service is, what serving is, and that's what God is actually calling us to do in life. So with that, now that we know what serving is, I want to give us some thoughts, some points on why we serve this morning. Is that all right? So if you're taking notes, I really want to just encourage you guys to write these things down. So why is it important for us to serve? It's important for us to serve because it's directly connected to our purpose. 
it's directly connected to our purpose in life. Before Jesus decides to wash the disciples' feet in this story that we were reading about earlier, there was actually a dispute that happened amongst the disciples. They're trying to figure out who's the greatest in life. And they were so focused on this idea of greatness. And their view of greatness was how to have more honor, how to have more power and status in life. And Jesus is about to turn this mindset on its head in this moment, in this part of scripture. So this is um, in the book of Luke. So it's Luke 22, starting verse 24. It says, a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But listen to verse 26. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest. Everybody say youngest. And the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? That's what Jesus is saying. And he's going, look, your natural thought on greatness, I hate to burst your bubble, guys, but it's not very great. Your view of greatness is not true greatness. True greatness is going, I'm here to serve and to serve people. I'm here at your service. And we see it in verse 26, right? The greatest among you should be like the youngest. Why does Jesus say that? Why does he go through the trouble in making this point? He's saying the masters, the people in high position, the people with power and influence should be like the youngest because what do the youngest tend to have? The youngest tend to have the least in life. So there should be a constant lowering of ourselves and a constant reaching out with our hands. How can we help you? I'm here at your service. What can I do to help you? And it's beautiful that he just turned this whole mindset on his head. He's like, no, that's not greatness. What greatness is, is servanthood. That's what true greatness is. In a way, Jesus was just saying like, get your eyes off of what the world says is success. What the world says is true fulfillment. The best way to operate in our calling and purpose is to live like the youngest, live like the lowest in order to serve him and give him glory. And if you agree with that, would you shout amen this morning? Living the life of a servant. And can I just say that living the life of a servant is not passive, it's active. Amazing things happen. It's not something to, to, to gloss over or look over. When we serve, things happen in our lives and other people's lives as well. We give glory to him, and we have the opportunity to help others. As we serve, we can actually change someone else's world. And that's what Jesus did. That's what he did. First Peter chapter 4, I want to read verses 10 through 11 to you. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Verse 11, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. And listen to this, if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things, everyone say all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever, amen. So verse 11 changes everything for us. I love this because God does not leave us empty-handed. He provides his strength for us. As we step out and serve, he 
He provides our strength. We can operate through serving because of his strength. We don't have to lean on our own strength. Is there anyone else thankful this morning that we don't have to lean on our own strength? We can lean on his and we can serve the kingdom of God in that way. He gives us the ability to continue our service through his strength. And recently, I was watching this show, The Chosen. Has anyone seen that show? It's amazing. I love it. And it's really an extension to this series that we've been in as a church. It's the, the teachings of Jesus. And I love it so much. I've been watching it with Mallory. And um, we've been watching, I think we're probably the third or fourth episode in. And I remember watching this one moment where the disciples and Jesus, they're walking on the road. And eventually, a leper shows up. And he says, Lord, if you're willing, can you heal me? And he goes, I'm willing. And he touches him. And in that moment, leprosy leaves his body. And it's a beautiful moment. And, you know, before this kind of unfolded, I was like, yeah, I know what's going to happen. Like, I know what Bible story this is. Like, you, got, you thought you're being tricky and stuff. Like, I got it. Like, I got some Bible knowledge. I know what it is. Like, it's cool. He's going to get healed, and everyone's going to cheer. It's great. But in that moment, you know, I was watching it unfold. It was actually beautiful. And I think during that time, Mallory turned to me, and she was, like, talking to me about the show. And I turn, and she notices that there's just, like, one lone, lonely tear just streaming down my face. And I'm like, what? And she starts laughing. I'm like, don't laugh at me, girl. Shut your mouth. Like, it's just allergies, okay? Like, I just have some in my eye. It's like dust or something. Like, it's not... Not because of the show, but I got emotional when I was watching this moment because that's what Jesus did his whole life. He was a servant. And through these moments where he set miracles in motion into people's lives, when he brought breakthrough in people's lives, when people's lives were changed from death to life because of his service, it also led to salvation because it was revealing who he was as he served. He was going, that's amazing what, what took place. That miracle was great, but let me show you what's even greater. I'm gonna die on the cross for your sins. Come follow me. And it's beautiful that he lived this life so well of how to serve other people. He went, I'm here at your service. I'm here to heal you. I'm here to be your everything. And we can do that as well for other people. We can serve people well. So it's directly connected to our purpose and calling because it was directly connected to Jesus' purpose. And we are his children. We are God's children. And he's calling us to take after his example. Amen? So it's a part of our purpose. And secondly, this morning, why do we serve? It's a pathway to greatness. It's actually a pathway to greatness. Humbleness is a pathway to greatness, to amazing things. And with this pathway, there are multiple benefits. If we're to look back at John 13 again, during this time, the, the lowest of the low, a lowly servant would be in charge of washing people's feet as they would come into a household. If there were guests coming, there would be a basin of water, they'd grab it, and they would take their Birkenstocks off, <laughs> and then they would wash their feet. And then that was, you know, the lowest of the low. That was, it was in the, the servant that was in a lowly place was in charge of that position. And we see in John 13 that Jesus is taking the place of the lowest of the low to serve and wash the disciples' feet. I don't know about y'all, but 
I love the dialogue that's between Jesus and Peter in this story. And I think we can all relate to Peter a little bit. And I wanna read this again, uh, John 13, verses eight and nine. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. He's going, no, 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 I'm not even worthy for you to, to touch my feet, like just wash everything. And Jesus is like, no, if you don't let me do this, you have no part with me. I have to wash you. The scholars say that, you know, in this moment, he's just trying to make a point that, you know, he was gonna wash Peter's sins by going to the cross and washing the sins of humanity by going to the cross and dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. But other scholars believe that he was just teaching him a lesson of humility, but both are great things. And both are true in this moment. So it was a pathway to multiple things, multiple benefits. And Jesus, in his circumstance, it was a pathway that led him to the cross. For Peter, it was a pathway that led him to what true greatness is. But that humbleness is actually a pathway to amazing things. Jesus is going, serving the way that I am is the best thing for you, and I want to take after. I want you to take after my example. That's what Jesus is saying in this moment. I wanna read James 4, verses six through eight, and then we're gonna jump to verse 10. Listen to this, it says, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. This is beautiful. This is actually amazing. We can, we can find favor as we take the position of a humble servant. Favor comes, blessing comes. When we humbly serve God, he is glorified and the way we serve actually blesses others. The more I live life, the more I realize that life is so much about others than it is about myself. It's so much more rewarding when we look outward instead of inwards, when we're looking for the needs of others instead of always thinking about what's, what are my needs. Because Jesus lived that way. He wasn't looking in, he was looking out. How can I help someone? Once the act of humbleness is activated, blessing is released into our lives. We are elevated by God. Favor is given from heaven. It's a pathway to these things. So we get blessed in the process. That's not the reason why we serve, but it's a beautiful byproduct that automatically happens. And it, there's reason for us to be thankful this morning because we get favor, we get blessing as we bless other people. So it's a two-way street. There's double blessing that happens. Other people get blessed and we get blessed. And I love this, this passage so much. It's, it's a pathway to greatness because we get to serve God, serve people, experience the blessing and share the message of salvation to other people. And that's what Jesus was able to do as he was serving. So we know that it's connected to our purpose. It's directly connected to our calling. It's a pathway to greatness as we decide to serve. There's so many amazing things that open up in our lives when we take the position of a servant. And then lastly, it's an opportunity to love. 
when we serve, it's an opportunity to love, and the band can come up at this time. We serve through the way that we love. So what does a servant look like? A servant looks like humbleness and someone that's loving. That's what a servant looks like, and that's what Jesus was. And we see that Jesus was sharing something new for them later on in the scripture in John 13, verses 34 through 35. It says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone, not some, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. People will know Jesus by how we love them. I'm gonna let that sink in for a minute. People will know Jesus by the way we choose to love them. So when we serve, it's an opportunity to love other people, to, to extend compassion to others. And we have more than one reason to be able to do that, to be in that process because of what's been given to us from Jesus, what's been given to us from God. God was so generous that he sent his one and only son. It was an act of love. And that can be the motivator. That can be the inspiration in which we choose to say, all right, I'm at your service. Whatever you need, I'm available and I'm gonna love on you today. And I think that's beautiful. So we get the opportunity to love people as we serve. That's the opportunity that we have. And it's beautiful that we get to do this in the house of God. Isn't it amazing that we get to be a part of the dream team and serve in his house? There's nothing like it. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to worry about getting tired by the end of your work week because this is the place where you get filled up when you serve and pour out, you get poured back into from God. So when we pour out, there's not a deficit. There's a refilling that happens. And again, what we were talking about earlier, we draw from his strength as we serve, not by our own. He provides that strength. So it's a win-win. And we get to love on other people and I wanna go back to this main passage again. What's mind-bottling to me is that Jesus was radical with his love even in this story. I don't know if you caught it, but I wanna kinda just unpack this for a minute. John 13, verses 10 through 11, it says, Jesus answered, Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew, he knew who was going to betray him. And that is why he said not everyone was clean. What's wild to me is that Jesus washed all of the disciples' feet, not just some. He washed Peter's feet. He washed Judas's feet. The one that would betray him and the one that would deny him three times. He washed their feet. So what is that telling us today? That we're called to do the same. We're called to love our enemies through the way that we serve people. We serve with love, yes, but it doesn't stop there. Are we loving our enemies through the way we serve as well? Jesus takes it a step further. It's wild to me that he did this, but he knew what he was doing and he was showing this, less, this lesson of humility through it all. 
So serving is an opportunity to love, but God calls us to love our enemies as well. No one is excluded from our servant hearts, the act of serving. No one's excluded from it. Just like anyone can come through these doors. All are welcome. It's for whosoever will. Everyone's welcomed in. And everyone has access to experience the love of Jesus that we experience. But then we get to pass that on to other people through the way that we serve. And I just want to end with a story this morning and we can all stand in this moment. But I wanted to just share a story of my grandparents on my mom's side of the family. They've both passed away now, but they had a beautiful marriage. And when I was younger, I was always inspired by it. And what's amazing to me is, you know, I've, I've heard a pastor in the past talk about how the best way you set up your marriage is to have two servants in love, and they were the greatest example of this. Both of my grandparents, they went out of their way to serve each other through love. And it's beautiful, and over time, you know, when I was younger, my grandmother, you know, developed some issues with her mind. She started becoming more forgetful, and then she actually had Alzheimer's disease, and and there was, a de de um, there was a deconstruction of her mind. She was becoming more forgetful. And eventually, it led to her being in a comatose state for 12 years in a nursing home. And my grandfather, he had a choice. And he chose to be with her. And for three times a day, every single day, my grandpa was with her, hanging out. He was hanging out with his girlfriend. And my grandmother, she couldn't talk because of all of the damage that was done in her brain. She wasn't able to really do anything but kind of open her eyes from time to time. So she couldn't talk, but boy, would my grandpa talk to her. And it's beautiful, this, this picture of two servants in love and, and it's inspiring to me to just be able to have the opportunity to see that type of sacrificial love one time there was a flood that went on in the city and he drove through another state to get to my grandma, just to hang out with her, just to be with her, to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with the love of his life. And we have this picture, I had this picture of two servants in love, this, this love that was inspirational for me. And I'm here to tell you this morning that we serve a savior that loves even more than that. He loves you even more than that. And we never wanna leave a service without giving people the opportunity to receive Jesus for themselves. It's beautiful that we have the opportunity to realize that Jesus actually loves us without reservation, without any borders. He has unconditional love for us. He cares for you. He has such a plan and purpose for your life. So if you're in this place and Maybe it was during worship, or maybe it was during this message, you felt like something was stirring on the inside of you, you felt called to, to surrender everything over to Jesus for the very first time, I would love to pray with you. And maybe you're in this place and you're in a different category. Maybe you've said yes to Jesus at one point, but if you're honest with yourself, there's a bit of a disconnect between you and God and you wanna make your peace with him today, you wanna recommit your life to the Lord, I also would love to pray for you. So in this moment, just be reminded that 
Jesus paid it all so that we didn't have to. In his word, it says that, take heart, for I've overcome the world. You may have peace, but you will go through trouble. But I've overcome the world. It's not about the troubles that we go through in life. It's about who's with us through the troubles. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts, that God raised him from the dead, we are saved. It's not earned by any works. It's a free gift from heaven to you. You're not praying this to me. You're not praying this to the person behind you or in front of you. You're praying it to the living God. He desires to be in relationship with you this morning. So with every head bowed, eye closed in this place. In just a moment, I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask you to raise up your hand high enough and long enough for me to see it if you wanna make a decision for the very first time or if you wanna recommit your life to the Lord. And then we're gonna pray and celebrate together. So here we go. I'm believing in faith that people are gonna respond. We know that God's moving in this place. So one, Jesus would have died on the cross if it was just for you. Two, now is the appointed time of salvation. Don't wait another minute. Don't wait another second. Three, go ahead and lift up your hand if you wanna make a decision, either for the first time or if you wanna recommit your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're saying, that's me. I'm done doing life on my own. I need a savior. And his name's Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, you can put those hands down as one big family. We're all gonna pray this prayer together. So repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me. And that you rose again so that I could have life. Forgive me of my sins, of all the things I've done wrong. I make a conscious choice today to follow you, Jesus. And for the rest of my days, I'm a child. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.